I'm Emma Louise Coffey and you're welcome to the Dairy Age, the Chagas Dairy Podcast. We're bringing you the latest information, insights and opinion to improve dairy farm performance. On this week's episode of the Dairy Edge podcast, in the first of a two-part interview with dairy specialist Padre O'Connor, I get his top tips for a good milking routine, covering everything from teat preparation to the effective use of a backing gate to avoiding repetitive strain injury. And I first asked Padre why a good milking routine is so important. There are a number of reasons, Emma Louise, you know, why a good milking routine is important. Um, and I suppose the first one is you know, to produce quality milk. Um, the second uh, reason would be is to ensure that the milkings are carried out in a safe manner for both the milker and the cow. So in other words, keeping, you know, keeping it as stress-free as possible for both cows and, and milkers. And I suppose the third thing is to ensure that the, the milkers, uh, the milkings are carried out in an efficient manner as well. In terms of a quality product that you mentioned, Padraig, what are the key steps farmers should take to ensure that milk is of high quality? I suppose the first one is um, it, it's a given, you know, that the milk machine uh, is in proper working order. You know, that's really a given and that the milk machine is well maintained as well. I suppose from a, from a milker's point of view, um, you know, how the milker conducts themselves in terms of the milking attire that they're wearing. Uh, so in other words, you know, the milkers need to be wearing a clean apron or parlour suit. Um, I suppose the other thing is that uh, they should be wearing nitrile disposable gloves. And I suppose it's also important, you know, to keep those gloves clean and disinfected throughout the milking as well. You know, these disposable nitrile gloves, they're not self-disinfecting. So it's really important, you know, that the, the milkers keep themselves clean. I suppose uh, the other point is that in relation to the cows, you know, the cleaner the cows are, the cleaner the cows come into the parlour, certainly the easier it is to milk them. Uh, and you'll certainly, it's easier to produce quality milk as a result. And I suppose just in terms of, you know, clean cows, how do you keep them clean? Um, I suppose well-maintained roadways, especially around the, the entry and exit uh, to the parlour, it's, it's, it's really important. Um, I suppose the other thing is well-maintained gapways. You know, uh, sometimes because of the fact with bigger numbers, you know, uh, going to a smaller area, they can get fairly mucked up. So it's just to, get, you know, m- maintain those gapways as well. I suppose the other area that I would see around some farms is that maybe around the water troughs uh, can get very mucky, particularly maybe if the water t- tank um, has leaked uh, 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 since the last grazing. Um I suppose the other one is, it's, and it's a big one, it's maybe clipping cows' tails uh, three to four times a year. And certainly, you know, that will keep the, the, the cows cleaner. It will keep the others cleaner as well. And I suppose the last point there is, if you're milking cows out of the shed, you know, keeping the cubicles clean as well. So ju- just to pick up on a few points there, Podrick, when you say that keeping the milking machine in working order and well-maintained, how often would you advise farmers to get their milking machine serviced? Well, certainly at least once a year. So what a lot of farmers are doing at the moment is that have one major service and maybe one minor service. Um, you know, so you're talking about, uh, you know, a major service once a year and then a minor service maybe uh, uh, every six months as well. You know, so uh, that, that's critical. It's, it, that's the most important milking machine on a dairy farm. It's working twice a day, uh, roughly for maybe in a spring calving situation, 300 days of the year. So it's really, really important 
keep that milking machine serviced. And then in terms of moving on then to the um, the clothing and when you talk about keeping gloves clean throughout the milking, um, I suppose in practical terms, you're just talking about maybe teeth spraying the gloves where they've gotten dirty and, and potentially picked up some uh, bacteria. Absolutely, yes. Um, yeah, just keeping the gloves clean and disinfected, particularly, you know, if, for example, you come across a cow with mastitis, uh, clinical mastitis, it's really, really important in that particular case, you know, to 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 uh, wash that off and disinfect them before you move on to the next cow. I, I would always say that the, the maker is a conduit between the cows and the milking machine. You know, so uh, uh, it's really, really important. You know, the, the, the milker has a big responsibility in terms of, you know, producing that quality milk, keeping the transfer of bacteria from one cow to the other to a minimum. And, and I guess in terms of keeping cows clean, I think you've given us some some really good practical examples there um, in terms of keeping the roadways clean, um, looking at, I suppose, the infrastructure in terms of gaps and and water trucks and also, uh, you know, around the, the cow keeping the, the tails clean. If we move on then, Podrig, and look at um, a poor milking routine, is that reflected in the milk in any way? Are there any indicators or metrics that we can look at in milk that would suggest there's a poor routine on farm? Yeah, um, I suppose uh, there are there are a number of uh, quality tests that the processors uh, uh, will actually do on 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 our to test milk. And I suppose, you know, the first one is uh, somatic cell count, SCC, uh, and that indicates the level of mastitis in the herd. The second one is uh, total bacterial count, which is TBC. And, and I suppose that indicates the level of cleanliness of the plant itself and also the level of cleanliness or hygiene in terms of the milker. And I suppose another, another important one there is uh, thermoduric count or thermoduric bacteria. And I suppose the the somatic cell count can be a, a reflection of you know what's what's happening with the cow. Um, what sort of control can farmers have over the SCC, the TBC, and the TCM? Yeah, well, I suppose uh, in relation to SCC, um, I suppose this is where milk recording really has it, it, it plays a key role. Uh, and I suppose what you're trying to what the milk recording will do is it will pick up cows with high levels of SCC or somatic cell count. And I suppose it's important that if those are into the herd, you know, that the, 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 the clusters are actually disinfected before you move on to the next cow. And I suppose milk recording will identify those particular cows. You know, otherwise, you know, you'll have transfer of uh, the bacteria that's causing that somatic cell count from one cow, from the infected cow to the uninfected cow. So it's really key you know, that the the, 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 the the clusters are disinfected before you move on to the next cow. It could be maybe maybe four or five in a hundred, for example. Do you know what I mean? And I suppose just to pick up on that, Padraig, you know, is have you any guidelines for best practice where you have cows with mastitis in the herd? What is the best way of dealing with them? Say, for argument's sake, you were treating three cows during the morning milking. How would you recommend people go about that? Yeah, it's a very good question, Emma-Louise. I suppose... Um, Basically, I would always advocate that, you know, dealing with mastitis cows should be really done at the end of milking and milk, you know, last, you know, uh, uh, if, if at all practically possible, you know, I suppose. And the reason for that is uh, twofold. One is 
uh, that you're you're eliminating that cross contamination from the infected cow uh, to the uninfected cow. Uh, and I suppose the second reason is that you have time to deal with that particular cow at the end of milking. You know, you can give her sufficient time in terms of, you know, uh, tubing her in terms of disinfecting the teeth before you put up the tube and so on. You know, so I think it's it's it it just it makes it easier for the milker, uh, uh, you know, as well because they have more time maybe to devote to that particular cow with the mastitis. If we if we turn our attention to the physical uh, practice of milking, Podrick. Do the number of cows per row or the number of cows per milker uh, or the number of rows milked uh, during um, during a milking event, does that affect the um, the quality of the milking routine? I suppose the, the, the routine in a, in a bigger parlour as opposed to a, a medium-sized parlour, you know, the principles remain the same really. I suppose, however, the difference would be maybe in, in terms of if you have two operators, uh, uh, in a pace as opposed to one. Um, you know, I suppose what you really have to do there is um, you're talking about maybe um, one, the first milker starts uh, cupping or putting on the clusters onto the first five cows. Milker number two attaches the clusters to the second five cows and so on and so forth. And the reason for that is that in bigger parlours, um, there's a significant amount of time taken up with loading and unloading uh, the, the, the row of, of the parlour. Okay, so, so if the operators actually start cupping as soon as the first five cows are in, it cuts down what we call uh, milker idle time. So you're getting those clusters working as soon as possible as the cows come in. So say for argument's sake, yourself and myself were milking in a 40-unit parlour, Podrick, you wouldn't take the first 20 and I wouldn't take, and, I, and me the second 20, you'd, you'd rotate in, in fives. Yeah, well, you, you could divide the parlour up into two MLOEs, but the issue there is that it's inefficient uh, um, and clusters are actually hanging up, whereas they could be, uh, they could be, they could be on the cows. So if you operate a system whereby I will take the first five cows, I'll put the clusters on those five. You'll address the second five cows, put the clusters on those five, and so on and so forth. You're, it's called bunny hopping, as they refer to it in New Zealand. You know, so you're actually... And when you're doing that, you're actually spraying the cows, you're taking the clusters off of as well. So when you get to the end of the parlour, um, you can actually, um, maybe three quarters way down the, the, the pit, you can open the, the gate uh, uh, that you're taking, the, the, uh, of the road that you're taking the clusters off. So as again, you know, the milker, the milkers are are um, uh, are working, and the cows are working as well. So you've been you're being efficient. And, and then, um, I suppose a follow up question there, Podrig. Um, we see there's an awful lot of expansion occurred has occurred on dairy farms across the country, and there's a lot of farmers in the situation where you know expansion has happened, but the facilities haven't caught up just yet. And there are some farmers who are milking, you know, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen rows of cows. Um, is there an effect on cows there where we're seeing, um, you know, bigger numbers of rows than we would have seen in the past on farms? I suppose, is there an effect on the, on the human and, and the cows? Yeah, you're, you're 100% right, uh, Emma-Louise. Uh, one is the effect it has on, on the operator. Uh, uh, and I suppose, you know, we have a target in Chagask that anything longer, uh, uh, if, if an operator has to spend any longer than one and a half hours in the pit, fatigue sets in, 
I suppose that's the first point of view. The second point is that in relation to the animals themselves, um, they're standing in the collecting yard for much, much longer. They're hemmed up. Uh, that will affect their production. It will also have an impact on the lameness, you know, because they're standing on concrete for much, much longer, you know, so it, ha- it, affects, their, it affects their feet and also it'll, it'll affect production because of the fact they're hemmed into a, con- to a collecting yard uh, as opposed to they could be out in the field if, if you had a smaller parlour. And that oh, one, sorry if you had a bigger pallet. And that one and a half hours that you're referring to, that's per milking, is it, Podrick? That's sorry, that's per milking. Yes. Yeah, 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 super. And then looking at uh, standard operating procedures, uh, th- this is something that I suppose is becoming more and more popular and and more talked about, or I suppose SOPs for short. Um, you know, you've been to a lot of farms at this stage. Do you see SOPs on many farms on your travels? They are beginning to take hold, Emma Louise, at this stage now. You know, so so yes, there is an improvement there, uh, but I think we have a way to go yet. Um, and I suppose what I have seen some of the some of the the, the the farmers that are at it for a while is, you know, I suppose I would say the farmers start off with a very simple number of points in relation to how maybe to start the milking machine, how to do the milking, how to wash the milking machine, break it up into small little stages like that. And as time goes on, you can actually improve it. I suppose the other thing is that I've, some, what some farmers are actually doing now is they're actually, you know, putting photographs alongside the pints, which is really helpful in terms of maybe somebody coming in that doesn't know the, the, the milking parlour that well. And I suppose as a further step, what some farmers are actually doing now is they're actually creating maybe a short little video, uh, um, you know, of an SOP and putting, up, putting it up on maybe for example, uh, a WhatsApp group. So maybe if there's a number of, um, if there's a number of, of um, employees on that, that they can, you know, that some, some of the younger generation seem to find that very helpful as well. And I guess, you know, if, if we consider the average farmer in, in the country, they're milking probably 80 cows. So, uh, you know, in those circumstances, the farmer is, is the owner operator by and large and they do the majority of milkings. I think an SO, a simple SOP with photographs or indeed a video would be a really, really good help where, you know, um, say the, um, a relief milker would come in and they might necessarily be used to the parlour and be milking on a regular basis. And, you know, when, when you talk about a good milking routine, that would be a way of ensuring, um, ensuring the, the milking routine. Um, I suppose to recap, for any um, SOP that a farmer will create, simple points and, and as you say, something graphic like a photo or a video um, will, will um, make it clearer also. Absolutely, yeah. And maybe to maybe to to further that on a little bit more, Emma Louise. You know, if you have it laminated so that if it gets wet, it it, it doesn't damage it. Uh, and it, you know, try to have it beside the workstation as well, so as you know, uh, uh, the, the the person that's coming in can refer back to it as well. You know what I mean? So so it's much easier on the on on the farm owner as well. If they have it down in pints, they won't be getting the phone calls to say, well. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm having difficulty here with this. What do I do? You know, so it, it makes it both easier on the employer and the person that's coming in to, to do the milking as well. And that's it for this week's episode of the Dairy Edge podcast. And my thanks to Padre O'Connor for joining me on this week's show. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe to the podcast. You can listen on Apple and Google Podcasts as well as Spotify. And for more information, go to the Chagas website at chagas.ie. I'm Emma-Louise Coffey and join me next time for your Dairy Edge.